G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As Christians, we know that there is a significant need to roll up our sleeves and be involved in pro-life issues. And as disturbing as it is, there are as many as 70,000 abortions in Australia each year. But it gets worse. When you know that some of those babies being born alive are simply left to die outside the mother's womb and sometimes wrapped in a blanket and left to die in a mother's arms. Politicians appear to be either ill-equipped or lack courage to confront the issue. Well, one politician who has been outspoken as an advocate on pro-life issues is North Queensland Nationals MP George Christensen, the federal member for Dawson. He's now preparing what's considered groundbreaking legislation that will protect babies born alive in failed abortions and expects it to be introduced into the Australian Parliament early in the new year. George Christensen's joining us. George, welcome along to 2020. Thanks very much, Neil. How are you going? Going well. Thank you so much, George. Now that late-term abortion is being allowed in so many more states around Australia, it appears that more and more babies are being born alive and left to die. Is this what's fueling your concerns? Yeah, without a doubt, and the stats show that. Uh, I mean, the stats that we can get our hands on because uh, a lot of this is not recorded. But we know there's been a growth in the number of babies born alive as a result of abortion procedures in Queensland. It has uh, increased. Uh, the last date we have actually predated the um, the recent changes. So the last uh, figure I have is... 27 babies born alive in Queensland in 2016 uh, after abortion procedures. I'm assuming that that is going to be growing rapidly. Uh, Down in Victoria, we know in 2016 uh, that there were 33 babies born alive as a result of late-term abortions. So that just shows you when late-term abortions come in, there are more babies that are actually born alive as a result of those procedures. And um, that's why we need protections in place. Uh, I don't know that anyone can argue that a baby born alive, albeit as a result of an abortion procedure, is not a human being with, with, who should be afforded every right that a human being is entitled to, particularly the right to life. George, New South Wales is the only state where babies are not left to die. Is that because there was amendments through state legislation that somehow or other almost accidentally protected babies? Yeah, look, I don't know the background to why New South Wales has that protection, um, and I will find that out. But, uh, look, I'm not sure how far the protection does go there. It does say uh, in New South Wales that uh, babies born alive need to be given uh, medical treatment, but I do fear there's even loopholes within the law down there that um, sort of allow doctors to make a, a judgment on whether or not they think 
that the baby's uh, ability to live is, uh, is, is not very high, so they can then not offer the medical treatment. Well, when we know there's babies being born at the age of 20, 22 weeks uh, premature, and they go on to actually live because of medical intervention. Uh, we know that particularly late-term uh, uh, late-term abortion babies that are born born alive can actually survive. So, how can a federal bill help to prevent what's happening in the state context? Good question. You switched on because abortion pretty much is a state-based law, uh, but. The federal government, in fact the nation of Australia, has signed up to the Convention on the Rights of the Child. Now that's something that came into force in 1991, so we uh, have to abide by what we signed up to and what we committed to under this uh, international convention. And uh, in part one, uh, article six of that convention, it binds Australia to this that state parties recognise that every child has the inherent right to life and also that they shall ensure to the maximum extent possible the survival and development of the child. That's pretty clear cut, but even in Part 1, Article 24 of that convention, it binds Australia to recognise the right of the child to the enjoyment of the highest attainable standard of health and to facilities for the treatment of illness and rehabilitation of health uh, and it says that no child shall be deprived of his or her right of access to such health services. Uh, there's more that I could talk about in that convention, but um, pretty much you just hear from those two key clauses that what is happening at the state level by babies born alive as a result of abortion procedures that are left to die, it is not in accordance with our international obligations. That's how we can actually get some change happening at a federal level, through our external affairs power of our constitution. It'll be a private member's bill. Are there pro-life members on both sides of the parliament who will support your bill? Well, actually, I have written directly to the Prime Minister, the Deputy Prime Minister and the Health Minister, uh, alerting them to the fact that I'm having this private member's bill drafted. It's in the process right now of being pulled together. And I have actually asked them to give some consideration uh, of the government adopting the bill. And if the government doesn't want to do that, then I'm asking for that bill to go to a conscience vote. Now, I'm not sure what the numbers will be, uh, but look, if I don't try to do this, then I haven't done a job that I feel very passionately I have to do. Um, we have this grave injustice being done in Australia. It is a breach of our international uh, obligations. We have Queensland, for instance, not the only state, but Queensland that has uh, explicit guidelines, clinical guidelines and the termination of pregnancy and in those guidelines they say if the baby is born alive as a result of a termination that, uh, and to quote from those guidelines exactly that uh, if a live birth occurs specifically quote not provide life-sustaining treatment for example gastric tubes, IV lines and oxygen therapy well that is exactly what should be being done under our international obligations, but yet we've got Queensland Health saying to its employees, to doctors and medical professionals, to not supply that, 
which is going against international obligations. So going against international obligations could force the states to remove those sorts of clauses in their legislation because it goes against uh, what is expected under international law. Is there likelihood to be some form of ability to prosecute doctors who would flout the law under a federal law? Yeah, well, I've certainly been talking to uh, the lawyers that, that draft these uh, bills, parliamentary council, we call them, and uh, they have indicated to me that the easiest form of, of I guess, recourse to this problem would be um, criminal sanctions of some sort. So we're currently looking at that and looking at what reasonably could be done. Uh, and that could be a criminal sanction against a medical professional that willfully just ignores our international obligations. Uh, it could be against a state government, say, or a, a department like Queensland Health that uh, uh, that allows that sort of practice to go on, or even a, a private enterprise, um, Murray Stopes Clinics, for instance, that might allow it to go on. So uh, I'm trying to be as broad brush as possible because we've got to stamp out the practice of just simply treating children who are born alive. Uh, I know it's as a result of an abortion procedure, but they're still children born alive. We've got to stop the practice of them being treated pretty much as medical waste because that's what's happening right now. George Christensen, listeners to our conversation today, so many will be pro-life. So many will not have done anything personally before. What is it that will sway politicians to support a bill like yours? Is there something that listeners to our conversation today can do uh, in approaching their federal MPs or even alerting their state MPs about their concerns? Yeah, well, look, you can phone up your state MP right now because uh, these things could should be really sorted in state parliament and tell your state MP that you, you know, want protections put in place for children that are born alive as a result of an abortion procedure and they can do that quite easily with their own private members bill or agitating that their government actually get on board and meet the international obligations that we have under the conventions of the right of a child. But in the new year, after I've had this legislation drafted, uh, I will be uh, putting stuff up on my website. I uh, will be having a lot of material available for the public to peruse on this and uh, we'll probably have some functionality on my website to enable people to take that next step and tell other people in the federal parliament that they want them to support this bill. Well, George Christensen, uh, some honour to you here for having the courage to take this up and present a private member's bill in the new year. So many of our listeners will be anticipating just how that will go. We'll no doubt follow this through with you. But uh, as the North Queensland Nationals MP, George Christensen, Federal Member for Dawson, thanks so much for that insight today on 2020. Well, thank you, Neil. And can I just say thank you to all those people at Vision FM that do a fantastic job in communicating the gospel to this nation. Well done to you guys. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.